everybody and welcome once again uh, to the brink as we come to you for episode 66 66 i'm getting squeaky or as the new zealanders would say episode 60 socks it's february 26 2018 the final show for february the final show for summer it's exciting get involved it's also the final show to be recorded in hobart that is right i am on the move this is the last time I am uh, scheduled to be in Hobart, so very exciting times, uh, very sad times, and everything else in between. And uh, speaking of everything else in between, can I just mention to all of our listeners during the week, hello, uh, those listening to Mill Park in Australia, Abbotsford, and of course Leeds, all the way over in the UK, good to have the British listeners uh, tuning in. Uh, hello chaps, all that sort of stuff, um, probably not the best for me to do accents, but hey, I want to give it a crack, I've done that, uh, we appreciate you tuning in right across this big blue and green world of ours. Another week with New Zealand on the line. It is Nick Chester, who, of course, encompasses all of the country of New Zealand. Hello, Nick. Welcome back. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure I'm ready for the responsibility of, of um, representing the entire country, but uh, I'll give it my best, my best shot. Well, you might be able to do better than some of the folks at the Olympics. I'm not too sure. Uh, you, you, you've watched some of the Olympics this week. Uh, some exciting things happening with New Zealand, uh, at least at the time of recording this, but... Uh, what have you been watching? What have you thought about it? Well, I haven't watched any New Zealanders, but I watched the, um, I think it was the freestyle downhill ski, where they're like jumping on boxes and on the top slope of style. rails. And yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I, I quite enjoyed that, actually. It was, um, you know, like, it's always one of those things, like, you watch one of these sports and you've never seen it before, and like, 10 minutes later, you're an expert in it. And yep. that's sort of kind of one of the things I love about the Olympics, eh, is like, yeah, you just you know nothing about a sport, and then ten minutes later you're you're ready to commentate. So yeah, I I, I did really enjoy it. It was good. Well, that's definitely the uh, the Olympics for you, and uh, the snowboard slope style, of course, is the one where uh, your beloved Carlos Garcia Knight was leading for the most part, and then crashed out on his little easy run uh, towards the end. But I mean, the good news, at least at the time of recording, of course, by the time this is released. We would have known how these uh, athletes went, Nick. But at the time of recording this, I can tell you, you have four New Zealanders through to two separate finals uh, and also uh, another group of New Zealanders through to the semi-finals of an event. So in the uh, men's half-pipe ski, so you can do the ski half-pipe now, you actually have three New Zealanders. A quarter of the final is New Zealand athletes. Uh, the esteemed Byron Wells, Bo James Wells, and Nico Porteous, whose brother, Miguel Porteous. So basically, four of these athletes are two of them. They're all related to each other at some point. Uh, so three New Zealanders in one final. Uh, the guy I just mentioned, Carlos Garcia Knight, has made it through to the final of the Big Air in the uh, snowboarding, which is kind of just like half a half pipe. You just get one jump and try and do tricks off it. Um, and then in the speed skating, you have a team through to the semi-finals of the team pursuit in the men's, where, uh, you were up against South Korea, the host nation in the first semi-finals. So, uh, there's, there's prospects here, Nick, for some medals, finally. Uh, again, last, as I said last week, it's been 26 years. Has, has this made the news? Are you excited now a little bit more that you've learnt this? Yeah, I mean, I heard about the, um, the speed skaters. I did hear about that, and I thought, that's great, but you just know we're going to finish fourth, um, which, you know, that, that would just be the most typical New Zealand thing ever. But, no, I mean, that, that is really cool. And, you know, you've got to fancy that we, we're at least in with a, a bit of a decent shot. If we've got three of the finalists, uh, you know, in the finals, you'd like to think that one of them might be able to at least pick up a bronze, which would be, 
I mean, that would be awesome for uh, for New Zealand because yeah, it's obviously been a little while since we've picked up a medal. So yeah, no, my, my best wishes to to all the boys. It sounds like um, uh, the, the the speed are bloke. So yes, they they are. Yeah, correct. yeah. yes. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm right on top of this. Which I mean, it's fascinating because you know we're we're rooting on off the podium for you guys to win a bronze. But the the fact of the matter is, Nick, if you win a gold, you will go ahead of Australia on the medal tally. So <laughs> we're still sitting on our two silver and a bronze. So yeah. um, you know, no pressure there. You can officially beat Australia at the Winter Olympics like you did in nineteen ninety two. Oh well, well, we'll definitely uh, try our best. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I when it comes to things like this, I'm never really much of a um trans tasman you know like i i wish you guys all the very best it's only in things like rugby and cricket that i hope that we beat you so yeah i mean um all, all the best to, to all of us i i'm sadly yes uh kind of rooting for new zealand to pick up at least a medal in one of these i'd like to see it i mean we've seen um Liechtenstein and spain break some uh long droughts in regards to winter olympic medals so i think it's only fitting if new zealand join them uh to do that as well uh you mentioned the cricket uh i haven't really been paying attention to it since i uh went to the game a few weeks ago, but uh, I do believe that uh, the final between New Zealand and Australia, at least at the time of recording this, is on tonight at Eden Park, the 2020 match. Uh, is this uh, what all New Zealanders are talking about, or do they just not really give a shit? No, I think well, there's definitely some people talking about it. I think it's just uh, our, our expectations are, are fairly dampened because um, we've got absolutely smashed by you guys every time we've played you, so um, it just goes to show how bad England are that they couldn't make the final. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I, I think we're, you know, consigned to defeat, but you, you just never know. I mean, that's the great thing about cricket is you turn up on the day and, you know, the ball bounces in a certain way and you, and you can win. So, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll be hoping that we can uh, pull off a miracle victory. Well, good old England. We spanked them in the um, the test matches. They spanked us in the one-dayers and then we spanked them in the 2020s. So, you know, that's that's how it works. Uh, but New Zealand, you've had a cyclone over there this week, Nick. What's been going on? Where, where's been affected? Yeah, well, I mean, Cyclone Gita, which um, it started off and like just basically ripped Tonga a new one by the sounds of things, um, and it's just slowly worked its way through the Pacific and, and ended up here. And um, we were all kind of on Cyclone watch because they couldn't. They actually, up until about Friday or Saturday, they couldn't actually predict where it was going to land. They knew it was going to be here Tuesday, but they weren't exactly sure where. So we were all kind of just on heightened alert as to where it would be, and um, it kind of hit the west coast of the South Island for the most. Well, west coast of both islands, I suppose. And, um, yeah, like, so, so seven of our councils, so seven areas in the country went into, um, a state of emergency. And I think a lot of that was kind of preemptive. They were, they knew something was coming. Um, and state of emergency kind of allows them to get access to a few more resources. So it was, it was something that they felt they needed to do. And, you know, that's not something that happens every day. I know we seem to talk about cyclones every other week when I talk to you, but it's pretty rare that we have something quite that big. So. Yeah, it's it, it's been a rough year actually. We've already had a couple of cyclones come through, so um, yeah, it's it's not good. Did did your did Hamilton were they one of the councils on alert, or were you guys spared? Oh, no, we were. Yeah, we we were we were pretty pretty safe this time around. Well, we got a bit of, a little bit of rain yesterday, and that was about it. So it was um it was very cruisy here, which is nice because every other one seems to have hit us pretty hard. So. Yeah, it was nice to, to not be on the complete receiving end of it this time. Now, and, and how does the shit towns of New Zealand Facebook page react to this? Are they just begging for some of these towns to be blown off the map? I'm sure they're probably rooting yeah, for this, probably. aren't they? It's actually funny you bring them up because in, in completely unrelated news, they actually got shut down slightly for oh. um, a few hours yesterday um, because they put up a piece about Whangarei, which is um, 
our northernmost city, I suppose you'd call it, although I've used the term city in a very loose manner. Um, and um, apparently somebody from Whangarei took exception to what they wrote and um, reported them to Facebook. So they actually got taken off Facebook for a few hours yesterday. Wow. Um, and, um, yeah, and basically it all got sorted out and, and they're back up and running now. But they've now kind of set up like a backup website, a backup Facebook page just in case it happens again. So um, I think probably the, the whole thing about it is that, you know, and, and, and you know, we obviously did that, that Australian series a few weeks ago that mm-hmm. – um, it, it is all completely tongue in cheek, you know. It's all it's all for a laugh. Um, nobody should take it seriously. Um, I actually personally think the Hamilton one is hilarious. Um, I think the Rotorua one, which is my hometown where I was born, um, I think that's hilarious as well. And you know, you should just just take it for a bit of fun. You know, they're just poking fun and, and don't take it too seriously. Yeah, I mean, you know, the we've been affected by them on this side of the world in Tasmania. We got a we got a ribbing. Um, so you know, I, I can don't really think that. Uh, Anyone was tender, but I guess at the end of the day, this is 2018, isn't it? Everyone's offended by everything, right? Yeah, I guess so. And um, everybody, everybody feels they've got a right to, to tell everybody when they're offended. That's the great thing about social media, isn't it? Is that everybody's got a voice, um, even and probably especially when you don't want to hear it. So yeah, I mean that's that's just the way it goes. But um, yeah, no, it, it's still a good Facebook page. If you're not following it yet, you definitely should be. I'm I'm just uh, going through the headlines here of New Zealand on Google News. Always love to see some stuff here from stuff.co.nz, uh, beloved uh, website, your version of news.com.au. Uh, found a website here, How New Zealand Compares to the World's Happiest Countries, um, to which I'm reading here that Norway recently took out uh, the World Happiness Report as the happiest country in the world. Um, so good for them. But uh, I haven't actually read this article to tell you how New Zealand does compare to the happiest countries in the world. I mean, it's a weird report, isn't it? Hi, this is the happiest countries on the planet. I, I don't even know how they can uh, they can rank that. Yeah, well, I guess um, maybe there's a correlation between doing well at the Olympics, uh, the, the Winter <laughs> Olympics, and, and um, your happiness. I don't really know, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things is what makes you happy, and I'm not quite quite sure there's an algorithm that can, you know, like, there's a lot of, you know, New Zealand's a beautiful place, so I certainly love it, but um, it's it's not great for everybody, I suppose. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a hard thing to kind of make, make a big statement like that, I guess. It's not good for the sheep. They've probably started off a Me Too campaign or something like that against New Zealanders. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at New Be Zealand. The U2 campaign. The U2, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand came in eighth. Uh, ranking of happiness, uh, one spot ahead of Australia. So congratulations. Uh, one spot below Canada though. Um, and it seems to be all the Scandinavian countries are the happiest place on earth. Norway, Denmark, Iceland, uh, Switzerland's up there. Finland's up there. Uh, poor old Sweden's only in 10th. Um, and if we go right to the very bottom of 150 countries ranked, uh, sadly to our listeners over in the Central African Republic, you are the saddest country apparently in the world. Um, and another thing that I actually found during the week, which I found really fascinating, is, um, the greatest sporting nation. I kind of was thinking, like, you know, pound for, pound for pound, who is, what is the greatest sporting nation on the planet, uh, in terms of success overall, like winter, summer, like everything? Because, you know, there's a lot of different factors. And I found a website. It's called greatestsportingnation.com. They've got a, an algorithm where they can basically rank, you know, based on success and all this sort of stuff. It's quite fascinating. But they've got the Global Cup, which ranks the top 10 nations based on sporting success. But they also have the Per Capita Cup, 
uh, based on, obviously, you know, per capita, who punches above their weight the most. Uh, you'll be happy to know New Zealand is actually currently third on that, Nick, uh, on the world scale. Uh, you are third in the per capita cup. This is actually a, a per capita cup that you won in 2016, uh, but you are only behind Slovenia and Norway for the global per capita cup based on sporting performance. That must be a pretty uh, happy uh, list to be third on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive, really. Um, yeah, I'm, I wonder what Slovenia is doing to get ahead of us. That would be quite interesting to find out. But, um, yeah, I, and I mean, we we definitely, I mean, there's certain sports that, that we are really good at and things that you probably kind of don't expect us to be. Like, there's no reason why we are so good at rowing, really. Um, you know, but we, we seem to be really good at rowing. Um, yachting, uh, anything when you're in, you're in some vehicle on the water, we seem to do pretty well on those ones. Um, so I guess that's because we're a, a maritime type country, so that that kind of makes sense. But you know, I think when when we get good at a sport, we kind of go all out. So you know, rugby obviously, and you know, to to a degree, cricket as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess we do do quite well. Um, it's kind of hard. We're in the fishbowl here, and you kind of don't really realise that. You know, but most other countries don't even know we exist, and and um, you know, in a sense, it's probably a good thing. Well, the top 10 sports, according to this, that you guys are, you know, your top 10 greatest sports, are from number one down to 10. Rowing, your number one. Rugby union, number two. Softball is your third best sport, apparently. Canoe kayak sprint is four. Track cycling, five. Cricket, six. Snowboarding in seventh. Well, hopefully that can be reflected in some medals soon. Uh, athletics in eighth. Rugby league at ninth. And lacrosse. At 10th, the great New Zealand cross, lacrosse team, uh, no doubt punching above their weight there, Nico. You, you follow lacrosse closely. Yeah, that's really weird, I guess. I mean, lacrosse is one of those sports that I'm now seeing it kind of pop up all over the place, um, especially here in Hamilton. So that's definitely something I, I get, but that must just be because how many countries actually play lacrosse? You know, yeah. like, um, you know, it's like America, Canada. And who else, really? You know, like, I think getting into the top 10 or whatever of lacrosse playing countries is probably not that hard. Well, I, I'm just saying here, overall, you are 20th in the world uh, based on the Global Cup. That's just overall, not just a per capita cup, um, which is interesting. You're number two in Oceania, which I guess is not that hard, considering that we're probably the only ones ahead of you. Uh, I'm just looking here for Australia's top 10. We, incidentally, are 10th on the Global Cup, so we're actually in the top 10 best sporting nations in the world. USA is on top, if you didn't uh, really probably guess that one. Our top 10 sports are swimming, rowing, rugby union, track cycling, lacrosse, again. Um, so I think your, your uh, point there about it, you know, being the fact that uh, yeah, it's not that hard to get into the top 10. Uh, rugby league, athletics, freestyle skiing, uh, canoe kayak sprint and softball uh, are our top 10 there. Um, That's a really weird algorithm that, that yeah. you guys like, like. That rugby union is above rugby league because like your league team is by far and away the best rugby league team in the world and has been for quite some time. You know, And our cricket team's we, not in the top we, 10. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That's like that's really weird. Um, so it'd be interesting to kind of get into kind of why that is, because you know I hate to tell you this, but your rugby union team is definitely <laughs> not the fourth best. Well, no, they might actually be the fourth best because it's like us, England. Yeah, I guess you guys well, and maybe like Ireland or something like that. So well, yeah, it's actually this website's actually even more fascinating because if you click on the sport, it does tell you the what they've done and the points and the position. So I click on rugby union. You're on top. Uh, then they've got Great Britain, so I'm assuming that's combining England, Scotland, and Wales. Oh, right, okay, that's um, weird. We're third. USA are fourth above South Africa, France, Canada, Fiji, Ireland, and Russia. So maybe it's I again I Russia. couldn't 
Yeah, they're 10th. I, I don't know how they work this algorithm out. Um, but the US above South Africa and France? I don't know about that. Yeah, no, that's, that's weird. I mean, you know, USA, I think, like, did, did you say Canada? Are they on that list? Yeah, Canada in the top 10, yes. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, Canada, I'd say, are a better rugby playing nation than, than the USA, and of course, Argentina are far better. Um, yeah, that's that's really weird. And then you've got, you know, I would say our Pacific Island nations are, are much better than the USA. You know, like I'd back, I'd back, you know, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, probably all to beat um, USA. It might be judged on like maybe the USA had like a strong enough win over a nation that was so many places. I don't know how it works, but looking at rugby mm. league. Uh, Australia on top, Great Britain second, Tonga third, Fiji fourth, Papua New Guinea fifth, Lebanon sixth, Samoa seventh, New Zealand eighth. <laughs> Lebanon. Lebanon. You're behind Lebanon. Yeah, you're behind Lebanon. <laughs> That's great. I don't know. Uh, just quickly, I, I kind of want to see the lacrosse rankings here if we quickly click on this here. Uh, so you're pretty much right what you said about that. Uh, there's only six nations that are ranked in lacrosse. USA first, Canada second, Great Britain third, Australia fourth, Israel fifth, uh, the great nation of lacrosse, Israel, and New Zealand in sixth. So, um, if you want to check this out, greatestsportingnation.com. It's actually quite clever. Um, and the top 10 in the world in terms of, this is for 2017, the top 10 best sporting nations overall from 10th to 1st. So Australia is 10th, Canada is 9th, Japan 8th, Germany 7th, China only in 6th, Italy 5th, Great Britain 4th, Russia 3rd, France 2nd, and the US in 1st. So, um, fascinating. This is definitely a very fascinating sport, uh, website. To check out, uh, Nick. Uh, before I leave you, anything further you want to add on New Zealand or anything that I've missed? No, I think that's probably it. I, I don't think we've um, we've caused too many other scandals or, or big events in, in the last couple of weeks. So um, that, that's always a good thing. You didn't make it to John Oliver. We did. Uh, we got a brief mention on John <laughs> yeah, Oliver that was this great. week. So Barnaby <laughs> Joyce. Uh, well, he's sort of a Kiwi, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's true. I did think Jacinda would would be on there somewhere. Um, but I guess because Jacinda's not doing anything stupid, she doesn't get on there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought we might have got a mention there, John, but uh, I guess it was only first episode, so there's plenty of time. Yes, plenty of time, plenty of time. Nick, we'll uh, get you back on again, no doubt, next week to talk about New Zealand and uh, fingers crossed for a medal coming your way from Pyeongchang. Yes, I'll be watching. I'll be up all night. Time for me to press a magical little button. This is like a And flash it back. That's right. We're going to flash things back with uh, more continued coverage. Continued is a word now. 2011. Uh, best of, essentially. We've got a few here to play for you. Three, to be precise. We're going to start off with a little snippet of an interview that I did with the one, the only, Mr. Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian, Kinky Kylie going to do it today, mate? I think so, yeah. Let's see. I reckon. And the Aussie fans, I love you here. Is it good to be back? It's always good to come here. I mean, they keep saying it's the last one, but, you know, they've been keeping... They kept saying that for the last five years, so we're looking forward to come back next year again. Fun there to be had with uh, Sebastian. Uh, we also had a bit of a royal correspondent on the show back in 2011. He was called Bill. He was Bill the Royal Correspondent. This is what happened. We're just gonna, we're just gonna try and cross it. I've just gotta press the magic buttons and dial some, some in. Uh, Bill from London, can you hear us? Bill. Bill. Hello. Hello. 
Hello, can you hear me? Uh, hello, oh, hello, hello, there's a bit of a delay, hello. Hello, Ben, hello, Kelly, hello, Peter. <laughs> that joke about animals was quite hilarious, Ben. Good props to you, my, it, props to you, son. It wasn't a joke, Bill, it wasn't a joke. Oh, no, it wasn't, oh, 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 oh but I laughed. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all laughs and fun here in London at the moment. Everyone's having a, having a grand old time. It's, it's brilliant. How are the scones and tea? I'm sorry, what? How's the, the, the phone is treating me well. Um, it's a nice brand of phone. I don't know if I can mention the Nokia on air, but <laughs> it's lovely. And as for the fleas, I cleared them up with a bit of cream, but, um, don't tell the Queen she doesn't like cream. Alright. And so how is the Queen? Cause we heard that you did get into her quarters. Jumped into bed with Who her. Who told you that? Had a little Philip chat. doesn't need to know. Oh, oh, those quarters. Look, oh, no, it's lovely over here. The Queen is quite excited. Uh, look, she's given her blessing to to both Kate and William, um, which is nice, you know. Well, it's needed. Well, it is. They can't get Absolutely, married. Kelly, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this one might last longer than a couple of years because uh, uh, I just noticed my voice changed slightly then. Um, I've just taken a deep breath. But William... <laughs> Uh, is a lot more liked in circles other than Charles. The ears just don't sit well with people. Peter, how are you? I'm great, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Um, so comparing Diana to Kate, what are your thoughts? Well, Diana had blonde hair, Peter, which is always different to Kate's darker hair. And look, I did a recent poll of people at Piccadilly Circus, which is a great place to go to. Not many clowns anymore, which is always nice. Um, and they said, they prefer dark-haired people over blonde-haired people, which surprised me because I heard that the Queen is actually naturally blonde, yes. not grey, as led to believe, <laughs> if you get my gift. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's always been grey, though. <laughs> Last fun times, Kelly. Good joke. <laughs> ben is, is Ben still there? I don't know where he's gone. I'm, I'm still here, Bill. I've just... <laughs> I'm letting Kelly, she's loving interviewing and Pete's having a, a, a grand old time. Uh, one thing I'm actually fun, noticed is that the, the delay between London and Hobart seems to be getting shorter and shorter. Oh, yes, it does. Um, it's, technology advances quite fast, as you know. So I reckon by the time of this interview, I'll actually be answering your questions before you even ask them. So, um, look, yes. Um, now, who else wants to know stuff about the Royals? <laughs> Peter, ask me a question, you dash. How is the, the RSV Pete going? I reckon I could set you up with Fergie. Well, but Fergie's taken, isn't she? <laughs> No, not anymore, I don't think. She, uh, the Duchess of York, um, I don't think she has that. She wasn't even invited, I don't think, but, uh. No, she wasn't. Well, wasn't she? Oh, look, the delay just went completely then. <laughs> um, but the, it's, I think, Pete, that really, I could do some damage for you over here, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's my ticket into the wedding. Just go with Fergie as her date. Oh, the delay's back. Um, and look, I, we will set that up. How about that? Yeah, yeah. You. In a couple of hours' time, yep, done. Okay, Peter. <laughs> Lovely to chat to you. Okay, uh, I have to go. Uh, the scones are, it's, it's really late here in London. Um, I'm not sure the time. We didn't check the time difference to make this gag work a bit more. But I mean, uh, look, enjoy the wedding. Yes. Thank you. You enjoy the wedding. <laughs> Good joke, Kelly. Love you. Bye. All right. And he's gone. Um, well, that was nice. <laughs> Interesting correspondence. I, I I would like I would like to make my voice work better. Next week we should always try a different correspondent. Yeah, we should have a correspondent at a different place every week. We have them every country in the world. Yes. This is what people don't believe us.
We totally do. We have the money to sponsor, like, 150 correspondents. We totally do. We're going to talk to another one next week. Peter, you did such a grand job there. Thank you. Thank you, you. You were put on the spot, and you and Fergie. Mm. Oh, yeah. Delicious. It's going to happen. Short redhead babies the world over. Good to hear from Bill. We miss him. And given that this week is the state election for Tasmania, uh, 2018 state election, Will Hodgman, the Beck White, who will come out on top, who knows? Uh, Will Hodgman was a... Regular guest of ours, good friend of ours, the show, and this is what he had to say in a little bit of a fun little snippet from 2011. No, that's right. You can start us off. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. oh here we go. Two questions. Yes. People say when I'm on television, all I do is whinge. Oh, is really? that true? I've heard that too, and I don't get it. And uh, the second thing is, does the telly put five kilos on you? I'm starting to get paranoid <laughs> about this. Scott Bacon said the other day in Parliament <laughs> that I look old. <laughs> Did he and, really? And, and people on Facebook were saying, yes, yeah, actually, you are starting to look old. Wow. So is that true? Well, for starters, coming from Scott Bacon, that shocks me because uh, I couldn't imagine old Scott saying that. It was actually a very good-humoured exchange in public. Right. People just see the the hardcore stuff, but we were sitting down to start, I think, a four- or five-hour session with each other discussing his tourism budget, and I mm. said, um, gee, I'm starting to feel old because... When I first entered Parliament, I sat across this table from your father, mm. and he said, you're starting to look it, which is very funny. <laughs> and then ensued a little bit of a, an exchange between us. It was all good humour, though, and um, no offence meant none taken. None, none taken. Well, look, um, being the fact that you are the opposition leader, it is kind of your job to whinge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm. Um, it's all part of the, the gig, I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, and What it, else can you do? I mean, you, without being disrespectful, there's not a lot more you can do. As that, in... In charge of Tasmania, is there? No. Look, we try and be positive and try mm. and get the government to do things which we think are good ideas, and occasionally they do, and, and occasionally we congratulate them for doing the, the right thing. But by and large, the nature of our political system demands that somebody be a whinger, and mm. normally it's the leader of the opposition mm. well, who I has mean, to do it. That's the thing. <laughs> and the, the, what happened to the good old days where you'd have you know, the government, and then you'd have the opposition, and then you'd have the Greens on the side trying yeah. to win. But now they're... The good old days. But they're not there. And they're just the Green now. Yep. This is, it's not that fun anymore, is it? They are a wholly owned subsidiary, and it's quite different from when I first entered Parliament. There were literally two opposition parties, and we mm. were down at a fairly low ebb, so... A lot of people thought and said the Greens were the true opposition, but there are not many people saying that now. No, no. And I, I have to say that you comment on uh, Facebook last night. I, uh, <laughs> the I, Greens I, one. I, I liked that. I literally clicked the like button. So, yeah, you know. no, I did. I actually commented on it. Oh, so did I did you? Better, all yeah. right, all right. Did you did you respond to Kelly Will? I haven't reviewed all that. We no, we finished relatively late nice. last night in Parliament, and it's the end of a, a fairly long session. We're going on into winter break now, recess, aren't you? Yeah, for a very long time. So. I, to be honest, I turned the phone off and went home and watched a bit of telly with my wife and had a beer. Good to hear from Will, and uh, best of luck to him and Beck in this week's uh, state election. The pleasure to welcome back for the very last time with me recording, at least in Tasmania, with him, uh, the one, the only, the Dakota. Dakota Leary. Hello, Dakota. Welcome back to the brig. Hey. What's up? Uh, nothing. Just watching the office. Cool. All right. Thanks for your time. Uh, that's yeah. been Dakota Leary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we haven't had you on in a couple of weeks. I feel as though life happens to everyone. Um, <laughs> it sounds like you're dying. Are you okay? Um, yeah, I've got a cold. You got a cold. Like, I developed it yesterday. Oh, just yesterday. You just woke up and it's yeah. like, oh, here's a cold. Um, in summer that, of all the time. Does that not happen? No, it happens. Does that not happen? You just wake up and you're like, oh yeah, there's a cold. No, definitely. It does definitely happen. But, um, yeah. 
I mean, it's summer, so that kind of sucks. Um, I mean, it's the end of summer. It's like the last day. Oh, don't be, don't mention that. Actually, no, it's a good thing, isn't it? Uh, we're what five days at least at the time of recording this. Um, <coughs> Jesus Christ, you sound healthy. Um, this I'm is not, this yeah, is such a good um, segment to do in a podcast. Um, <laughs> been kissing all the sick girls, have you? Is that how it worked? Or um, yeah, obviously. Cool. Do you still have be. a girlfriend, or is that still not going on? No, it's not a thing anymore. Oh, gee, you go through them. You're a heartbreaker. No. I did get a new, I did get a new car though. Oh, <laughs> so dumped a girl, so got I a car. For it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. I saw, I saw a post of it. Now, uh, explain yes. what what was wrong with your old car and what's right with your <clears throat> new car. Um, my old car was too small. My new car is probably too big. Right. I had that issue. I was too small. Yeah. Now I'm too big. So. Yeah. so I've got, like, the equivalent of your Magnum, the Subaru. <laughs> right. Subaru. Oh, Subaru, bro. Yeah, yeah Subaru. Subaru Outback. And oh, it's not a present. Cool. Nah, it's got, like, it's got double double sunroof. Oh, double. Um, <laughs> yes, it's got one at the front, one at the back. Oh, you never know when you it's need got... a double sunroof. <clears throat> exactly. It's got cruise control. Oh. It's got... CD player. It's got... Wheels. It's got shut the front oh. door. It's got. Does it have a halo? I know, right. It's. It doesn't. No. It's got a <laughs> six stack of CD player. Oh, filthy bro. It has all the room for the sex in the back. <laughs> With um, your non-existent girlfriend. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Tinder, Tinder. All right. <laughs> breeze, breeze past that. Um, I, I hope it's consensual. It has back seat belts that don't work. Well, that's good for the sex um, in the back. It's got a really loud horn. Oh, well, that makes you horny. Um, it, Bad joke. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking about my car now. It's got leather seats. What's it actually, called? What's this car called? Um, Mickey. 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 <laughs> yeah. Because of Outback, Mickey Dundee. Yeah, well, we were like, oh, we need to come up with a really Australian name for it because it's called Outback. Mm-hmm. Um, so he originally came up with Mick because Mick Taylor from um, Wolf Creek. Yep. Um, but then I wanted to add the Y just so I could sing um, that song. Oh, that's a, that's clever. Although that's not very Australian, yeah. but it's still like it works. I, I like it. Yeah. I would have gone with Barry yeah. or Baza, but that's just me. Okay. Uh, well, I've named it now, so I can't. Yeah, no, you have. You, you've christened yeah. the car. Um, yeah, so exactly. Congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that you still own a motor vehicle. Um, are you uh, attending university this year, Dakota? Um, apparently. Oh, yeah. you sound, again, thrilled for that. Yeah. That's got to be starting soon, doesn't it? Uh, it starts on Monday. Oh, look at you. So excited for it. Yeah. It's actually, no, it is, because it's O-Week this week, isn't it? Because I experienced it a bunch of uh, drunken 18-year-olds at Soho the other night, so that was fun. <clears throat> oh, fun. Mm, yeah, very, including a very intoxicated young girl who we kept trying to, like, provide water to the poor thing, but she oh. was too concerned about trying to steal other people's alcohol. It's like, love, you've had too much. Uh, I oh, felt well, really old. <clears throat> bloody um, Society's Day is on Wednesday. Ah, vodka jelly socks day. Do they still fun. do that? Do they... Uh, they don't. They don't? don't they do what? They might. Come on. No that was the tradition. Vodka Jelly Sauce, you signed up to all these societies that you had no inkling of what the fuck they were, <coughs> and then, like, a week later, you're getting, like, 20 emails saying, like, welcome to the Royal Society of Chess. Oh, um, yeah, that's the same thing, but they just give you free alcohol now. Oh, well, they did no, back then. It was either beer shots. or jelly, Vodka Jelly Shots. They, so. just, they just give you free cans of Summersby, I think. Oh, Summersby? Because of cheap stuff. Yeah, I know. 
That's, that's um, true. that's pretty crappy. Do you sign up to any or do you just, you know, get the alcohol? Well, I didn't do it, get to do it last year because I wasn't a uni student. Ah, so this is your first this time. Year, yeah, you have to you have to sign up to get a, the a free at Cairns. Well, so it's gonna... it's kind of catch twenty two because <coughs> generally it's like join our society for ten dollars and you'll get two yeah. ki- free cans of beer. So, yeah. um, I mean, I I look at it as that I'm paying for the beer, and then just I just ignore yeah. the emails and they want me to come to the medieval society weekly gathering dressed in your best medieval costumes. I'm like, no, fuck off, bro. I just yeah. wanted the beer. Um, so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I did it a couple of times. Uh, then you kind of, you do get sick of it after like your third time. You're like, okay, well, this is kind of yeah. pointless. Um, Probably. but you know, you'll, you'll enjoy it. You will have fun. I'm sure I won't. You'll have lots of political tables there in the lead up to the election. My very first, uh, yeah. interview I ever did on radio with a proper person was with Lisa Singh, who at the time was running for, uh, state parliament. She was the very first person I ever voted <laughs> for. Cause you get to vote in your very first election, don't you? In only a few days. Um, is it? Do I? Well, I mean, at least at the time of recording this, it's over a week away, but at the time of releasing this, it's this Saturday. So, uh, yeah, state election, March okay. 3rd. Yep. I have, I have no idea when it is. March 3rd. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what to do. Like, it's nuts. No, no. You just go into a booth, you've got a piece of paper, you've got to fill out numbers, <coughs> you've got to survive the week with that cough, and then essentially that's what you do. Awesome. Pretty simple. Yeah. Are you excited? Good Are times. you pumped? Are you, you know? Not, not really. No? Really <laughs> it's not. just lazy. I'm oh, not excited. Gotta go somewhere in there's a not really. <laughs> there's not really any, like, proper people this year. No, no, none at all. I, you know, yeah. Will Hodgman, Beck White, they're just not proper people. They're I of, don't like Beck White. You don't, why, Beck, you don't, uh, you're a Cassio Connor person, aren't you? I'm not even, like, I'm going to vote for Will. No, oh, well, you technically can't because you're in Denison, so you'll technically be voting for, like, a lease. Um, yeah, well. But, um, you know. I don't like, I don't like Rebecca. Why? Like, What's wrong with Rebecca White? She's just uh, comes off as a bit of a bitch. No, she really isn't. She's lovely. She's been on the show plenty of times. She's such a well, nice person. The, all the interviews I've seen of her and the three interactions I've had with her, that's what I've made. Do, do you think I'm a bit of a bitch? Yes. Yeah, that's the correct answer. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, I wouldn't have thought elsewise. Well, I mean, you, you'll you'll remember the experience. It's I I love voting. Maybe it's just me. Um, <coughs> so. I think it's just you. It is just me. I think. Um, yeah, I have to leave the house on a Saturday. Well, you can pre-vote if you're out and about. Uh, that's, I mean, I had to because I won't be in the state. But um, yeah. you know, just yeah. whatever. Um, just want to quickly ask. Seems as you and I like. Formula One, just if shit, bro. I'm asking. Um, obviously, during the week, we're starting to see the launch of the 2018 cars. We're seeing this halo yes. uh, finally on the cars. Yes. What's your take on the uh, the cars that I, we're getting? I don't mind it. I don't mind the halo. You don't mind it. Everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, all I can see is the halo. All these cars look so good, but all I can see is the halo. Like, no, the cars just look good. I look. I'll be, I'll be absolutely honest with you, Dakota. I tend to mainly agree with you. I think they don't look as bad. And I think that comes down to the fact that they're implemented in the car's livery, which I think people... Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. I really enjoyed the Ferrari <laughs> one with the, the Ferrari logo at the top of it. I think that actually looks quite good. Mm. Um, and the, I know Mercedes released a POV video showing that it yeah. actually doesn't show as bad for yeah. the driver as you think. Um, <coughs> and really, I thought it, I found it worse, like, worse than I thought it interesting, would be. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is, is with any, you know, new thing in Formula One, it's just something that we will gradually be used to and in five years' time, 
it's just part of what we're used to. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I still so don't, I still don't agree with it. I still don't agree that they should have them, but uh, we're stuck with them now. Um, so it's it's what they are. I, the one thing that I'm disappointed in, and this is this is just me every right. year, is that we just. I don't like it when teams don't go for something different with the look of their car with liveries. Like, we had a few changes of the norm last year. Yes, exactly. And I love their little video Mercedes point out, like, oh, we've gone for something different this year. No, you haven't. Um, I saw a, I saw a meme, like, five minutes ago, and it was like, um, it was like, from that movie, but I can't remember what movie it is, and it's like, it was like, looking at Mercedes livery, or, like, Mercedes car, it's different. I mean, it, it's the same, but it's different, <laughs> but still the same. That's funny. I, I mean, yeah. it's just like, I, I, at the time of releasing this, we would have seen the McLaren, uh, but I believe that's tonight, the time of recording it. And, and I'm not the biggest McLaren fan, um, but I'm actually excited because I was excited last year to see the orange. It turned out to be quite rubbish. Uh, yeah. But this year, they're allegedly finally oh, going to yeah. go for the papaya orange, which is their actual traditional yeah. orange. So I'm excited for that. But I mean, again, at the same time, we were excited for it last year and it turned out to be dog's breakfast. So I think they're going, I've seen a leak and I think they're going full orange. Oh, well, I'd love it. I really, because oh, yeah. one of my favorite liveries is uh, their testing car from uh, two, uh, 1997. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful looking thing. <clears throat> the only reason the black was on was because of the Honda. True. Um they don't have Honda anymore. So there you go. Okay. Well, I hope yeah. it is. I hope it is. Because I like it when a car will change its livery. Like, okay, keep it. Like, <coughs> William's livery was fine the first year. It's just rubbish now. It's so boring. Uh, Mercedes, well, boring. Sauber is so boring. I like the Sauber. Oh, God, no. It's white with a bit of red on it. Ooh, yeah. groundbreaking. They do, they do the livery for the sponsors, not for I, I I understand that. I do know how it works. <laughs> but at the same time, there's also just, like, this is what annoys you about Sauber, is that they're like, oh, we're partnering with Alfa Romeo. Like, just let Alfa Romeo <coughs> buy you out, Peter Sauber, you selfish git. Like, for God's sakes, no one cares about the Sauber yeah. brand. Everyone cares more about the, the Alfa Romeo BMW. brand. Yeah, uh, BMW was a little bit different because BMW actually owned Sauber. Uh, they just kept yeah. the Sauber name in it, whereas Alfa Romeo don't own Sauber. They're just their title sponsor. Uh, yeah. It's no different to how they've got the whole Aston Martin thing with Red Bull. Red Bull, I hope that they keep a similar livery. I like the Red Bull camo livery, but they won't. No, they will revert back, back to the to boring the little yeah. normal one. Um, anyway, we're, we're less than a month now away from... Oh, no, it's a month right now. Sorry, I'll, rep- I'll rephrase that. Um, Jesus Christ, you are unhealthy. Um, oh, in a month's time, today, first practice will be uh, getting away pretty soon, right about now. It will. So, are you going? I'm are you going, late. Dakota? I think I'm going. Awesome. Well, I've, I'm... I haven't got tickets yet. Well, I have. But as far as I know, I'm going. I've, I'm I've got my to... Saturday morning flight from the Gold Coast <laughs> to land in Melbourne, basically go straight to the track. Watch yeah. qualifying, stay in an Airbnb, go to the race, and basically leave the race, go straight to the airport, and fly yeah. back to the Gold Coast that Sunday night. So yeah, I may just have to go Sunday because money. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I work, so I have to only go down Sunday morning, come back Sunday night. So yeah, I can't have no choice. But uh, I'm still going. <laughs> I'm still there. So um, anything else you want to talk about before we let you go? Um, no, not that I can think of. No. Well, we'll, look, we'll yeah. try and do this while I'm on the Gold Coast. It's not like I'm yeah. forever away. But and if we if we end up going to the Grand Prix, we should do it at the Grand Prix. Well, of course, absolutely. I'll do it with yeah. you anywhere. It's a good you know idea. Um, yeah. are, oh, um, are you grandstanding or are you uh, GAing? Um, if I can find a cheap grandstand, I'll grandstand. I'm, I'm GAing I'll this year. GA. I'm, I'm back with the plebs. Yeah. I've had two years in the grandstand. I enjoyed it thoroughly, <coughs> but I'm. Where do you where do you sit when you GA? Uh, well, wherever Sam tends to wander. 
Um, yeah. I love Samuel McCrossin, and I'm sure he's probably going to be on this episode at some point. Um, but it does slightly annoy me that uh, I just want to sit down and watch the track, but he loves to just yeah. wander during what? races. And Which I'm like, way? dude, can we just sit and watch? I want to know what's happening. Yeah, I know, right? Are there any decent viewing points? Um, I mean, the problem with Albert Park with a lot of the GA sections is that, yeah, there's not a lot of elevated areas. Uh, I mean, the yeah. back the back half is, you know, generally good for the elevated areas and you've got some good, you know, viewpoints of the cars coming around the chicanes and stuff. Um, but yeah. it's also very crowded usually because that's where everyone goes. I, I always didn't yeah. mind it sort of just outside turn one. I mean, you only kind of get a flash of the cars going past you, but there's like nice shaded areas and some kind of nice little um, sitting spots um, and, you know, any turn one incidents you'll get right in front of you. I mean, I had uh, yeah. Pastel Maldonado crash out in front of me one year right in front of me, which was pretty cool. I mean, oh, even nice. even out the back area in the final corner, which is where I had my grandstand the last two years, yeah. there's an infield section where it's general admission, which is actually not a bad position either. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty decent, the areas you can get, but, uh, I mean, being to overseas races, their general admission areas are actually better than the Australian one. Yeah. I, I would recommend for most people in Australia, <laughs> grandstand is the way to go, but um, there's also a lot more to experience uh, on off track at the Australian Grand Prix than the majority of other Grand Prix I've been to yeah, around the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, general admission, you, you still get the same experience. Uh, just, yeah. you know, you can move around a little bit more. Ask Sam. Yeah. Um, Dakota, it's been <laughs> fun doubt. speaking to you from Tasmania, and I'm sure I will speak to you from uh, the Gold Coast at some point soon. But thank you for joining will. us. Thank you. Now the time for me to press a button. That time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. the lyrics. We're going back to 2008 with this first one. It's me. I'm doing the final countdown. This is what Forget the Lyrics sounded like in its very first year. We're going to be here for a while. This, this intro goes for a while. That's all right. We'll ad-lib. <laughs> That's how we ad-lib, is it? Just stand there and go... That's actually what we're doing for... But we're actually not forgetting the lyrics, are we? Because they're the actual lyrics. I should be this going... Is, this is your button. I'm, I'm not even just... talking to you. I'm turning your microphone off. Sorry. I should be going Lulu La La because that's... I'm forgetting the lyrics. You can agree with me, yeah, Josh. Yes, yes, I, agree, I agree. I agree. But when you turn my mic off, I just can't. Well, I don't want you joining in and singing and stealing my thunder. It's because I'm a better singer than you. I'm on my own ship and I don't want it to sink. Anyway, this is we're going to pump it up. You're going to... You know, ready? Go. Not you. You need to clap. Oh, clap. I don't know. Turn my mic up. <laughs> Do your own thing for once. Josh has spoken. Wow. These are great lyrics right now, aren't they? Try typing these up on the website. Ah! Excuse me. Alright. I'm pumped. We're leaving tomorrow. Apparently on a ship that won't sink. I'm hoping that it won't. Because then there'll be no brink. That was clever. And then we'll be in Canberra. To speak to the 2020 Summit. Those backup singers kind of just said something wrong. 
but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Or maybe it does, because this is kind of annoying. Skip past it anyway. Oh yes, we're heading for Canberra. Josh and myself. But if we miss that plane, we might need to call Santa's elves. Because they are magical. And they can fly. And the backup singers just stuff that up again. Because they're stupid morons. That need to learn how to back up. No, listen, come on now. Settle back up, singers. Settle back up, singers. <laughs> no, alright, no. Oh, I can't take this anymore. I'm, I'm cutting it. Nah. Shush. Ten years old. Ten years old. Can you believe that? Uh, in 2012, things moved forward a little bit. It was myself, Josh, and Sam in uh, one of our very rare trios of Forget the Lyrics. This was uh, to a pretty crap song, but we're trying to make it a little bit better. It's Fireflies. to Launceston to play soccer at a Royal Stadium. There was only 5,000 people there because soccer is boring. We don't follow soccer down here. I know that you got upset by something that happened in the game. I don't really know what it was, but I know that you exploded. Now when you're in Launceston, my mic's not up, but now it is. I must tell you something you should know. Ah! 5,000 people up there would just be confusing as well, because Launceston is a hole. I know you think that Harry Kuehl plays a bad sport called soccer, but I must tell you something that you really ought to know. Soccer is the original football. When I went to Lonnie, I said hello to Johnny. He said, hey Ben, let's go to the soccer, because there's nothing else to do here. I went to Aurora Stadium, I said hi to lots of people, then realised there was only 5,000. So when people realised that it was the Gold Coast against Melbourne, people said, huh, the Gold Coast have a team? 
When 4,999 people realised it wasn't Hawthorne, then everybody started a riot. Because I like to go to a sporting event in Launceston. When you know that that's the only thing you can do in a city like that, then you have to go and buy yourself somewhere to shat. All right, that's it. Cut. <laughs> yeah, that song's still rubbish. And uh, speaking of rubbish, this wasn't a rubbish song. I like this song. Fix You by Coldplay, 2009. It was a solo effort by yours truly. Uh, uh. Warming up. All right. When you sack your coach at the halfway point... Got no success because you can't get together in the joint. When you have to not tank because you don't want to finish last. Your name's Richmond. That was good. When you kick a ball and the goal after the side, we're only going against Melbourne, so it's not really that impossible. When you maybe string a draw together against a side like North Melbourne that you should have won because you're winning all game. When you possibly might not finish on the bottom of the ladder. Your name's Richmond. Matthew Richardson is gone. You've only got Ben Carson's until he finds the bong. And then how will you win a game? That was good rhyming. Musical break four measures. <laughs> I'm so glad it's here to tell me these things. All right, we're continuing. Okay. Jade Rawlings is a Tassie boy. We'll give him that. All right. But with the teams you've been playing, I think even Josh and I could win. If you're seventh in the eight like Carlton is, then maybe you should smile. Richardson's knee is bung. Cousins is bung. I don't know any of your other players, and neither does anyone else. <laughs> is this working for you, Josh? Oh, well, they're, they're good. That's impossible, though. We only give it a little bit more. You don't usually go this long. But for you, I will. For you, Josh. For you. Measures. Pardon. <laughs> You've got a minute 51 of waiting, man. It's all right. <laughs> we, can, we can dance. Nah. 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 That'll do, donkey. Hmm. Yeah. I miss doing forget lyrics, but uh, sometimes they're a little bit awkward. <laughs> 
Each week on the show, we need to add a little bit of Canada to the show, and we also need to add a little bit of Beautiful to the show, because clearly I'm not as attractive as I once was, and therefore we need to go to somebody more attractive. It, of course, is the one, the only, the beautiful, the amazing, the sexy, the Canadian, Mallory Foster. Hello, Mallory. Welcome back. Hello, Ben. Thank you for that warm welcome. It's uh, it's in my duty book, isn't it, uh, to say that to you every single time, I believe? All right, I can take that. Okay, good. I'm glad you can. Um, but uh, despite the fact that last week you kind of left as a bit of a sore loser because I whooped your ass in a variety of different tests, uh, um, I <laughs> did you forget about that? <laughs> try not to think about that, honestly. Yes, you don't want to think about that. Um, I'm going to test you this week uh, on uh, a questionnaire that this is a sample question set of questions, that's what questions are, that if you were to become a citizen of Australia, you would have to pass a very similar test to this. This is from the uh, homeaffairs.gov.au, practice questions for people wishing to become a citizen of Australia. So how much do you know about this great country of ours that you've been living in now for about six months? I will probably know the answer to one question. That's going to be my... Well, bet. one is uh, better than none. Um, I mean, what's the bet? Like, what if you get more than one? What's what's kind of the, the dealio here? Can I win against myself <laughs> for being smarter than I think I am? I, I feel like as though you need to, like, find a Canadian version of this to test me on it. Um, but, all right, are you ready for this? Are you ready? There, there, well, you can look for yes. one. There are 20 questions on here. The good news for you, though, Mallory, it's multiple choice. So, oh, thank you. Goodness. You might fluke a few ones here. All right, are you ready for this? Yes. Question number one. What do we remember on Anzac Day? Is it A, the landing of the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps at Gallipoli, Turkey? B, the arrival of the first free settlers from Great Britain? C, the landing of the first fleet at Sydney Cove? A. Correct. That is correct. See, you are educated. Well done. Um... Number two, what are the colours of the Australian Aboriginal flag? Are they black, red and yellow, green, white and black, or blue, white and green? Which one had, did more than one have yellow, or was it just the first one that had yellow? Just the first the one. one with yellow. So black, red and yellow, you're saying is your answer? Yes. Correct! Ding, 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 ding. I feel like we need sound effects, but I can't be bothered editing them in. Uh, question <laughs> number three. Which official symbol of Australia identifies Commonwealth property? Hmm, that's uh, what? Well, I'm going to read that again. Which? Let me answer this question, Ben. I, I mean, I could hedge a guess, uh, but I'll have to look. I, I would say it's one of these, but I mean, this is a weirdly worded question. Which official symbol of Australia identifies Commonwealth? Property. Is it A, the national anthem, B, Australia's national flower, or C, the Commonwealth coat of arms? Okay, I'm right in the one that I think it is. Did we go with the coat of arms? Yeah, correct. I mean, I would have gone for that one. It's, it's a weirdly worded question. So That was 100% a guess. Yeah, no, believe me, it was on my behalf too. It, it seems like the most logical answer, though. Yeah. Is it the national anthem, a flower, <laughs> or something that can actually, like... Be seen. I think it's like if you get a letter from the government you know it's official because it's got the coat of arms on it. Like, it doesn't have the words of the national anthem, uh, which I'll get you to sing in about five minutes. Um, number four, which of these statements about Australia's system of government is correct? Or oh, the look on her face. She knows this one. A, the Queen of Australia chooses people to form the Australian Parliament. B, the government is elected by the people. C, the Prime Minister chooses our members of Parliament. 
Now, I will say, given that it's we're... It's the same as Canada. You're democratic. Correct. I was going to say, it's very similar to Canada. So, uh, again, it's kind of the most obvious one. This is actually quite easy. Um, number five. Which of these is, is an example of freedom of speech? Okay, this is very interesting. A, people can peacefully protest against government decisions. B, men and women are treated equally in a court of law. C, Australians are free not to follow a religion. So it's it's an example of freedom of speech. I'd, so, I'd say A. Yeah, so would I. Uh, let's have a look here. These are weird. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, that's the only one where you're kind of speaking out. So, yeah, these are very strangely worded questions. Number six, which of these statements about government in Australia is correct? Another one here for you. Um, <laughs> of politics. I know you do. A, the government does not allow some religions. B, government in Australia is secular. C, religious laws are passed by parliament. D. Correct. Yes, that would be the only one that... And don't ask me what secular means. Um, which... <laughs> number seven, which of these is an example of equality in Australia. Everyone, A, everyone follows the same religion. B, men and women have the same rights. C, everyone belongs to the same political party. B, again. It's, it's, yeah, it's got to be B, it is. <laughs> I hope that if I apply for Australian citizenship, it's as easy as this. Which, look, okay, I'm a person who I think you should have to pass a test like this to become a citizen, but I really hope they're not this bloody easy, because then everyone will become <laughs> a bloody citizen. Uh, number eight, which of these is a responsibility of Australian citizens aged 18 or over? A, to attend local council meetings. B, to vote in elections. C, to have a current Australian passport. B. Correct. Yes. Well, you're eight from eight right now. Nine. Which of these... Also, okay, for any Canadians listening to this, not that any Canadians are listening to this. Um, no one's listening to this. You have this weird thing in Australia where voting is compulsory and you get a fine if you don't vote once you turn 18. Which I, which I love how, like, when I was in America and I was just ex explaining this to Americans, they were just baffled by this. They were like, what? What happens if you don't vote? And I'm like, well, I mean, that's all I'm used to. I think it should be well, compulsory. Well, like... There's a really high percentage of, like, people in Canada who aren't voting, like, mm. who are of age who aren't voting right now. Like, it's higher than it's ever been currently, I think. Have you ever voted? Um, have I ever voted? No. So that's that's crazy. Um, that's so amazing. Like, for me, during the week, I had to vote before I leave because we've obviously got the state election this week. So I had to vote uh, before I leave. So I did that. Yeah, that's, that is not a thing in Canada. Um... We have, like, in our past election that I was at home for, they had a really big, um, like... Turnout. No, 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 a really big, like, promotion to get people to vote. They were like, please vote. You have a duty to your country. I don't know. I didn't vote, but, you please, know. please vote, eh? Um, yeah, I find yeah. it baffling, like... Why, yeah, I just think it should be compulsory. I don't know. That's just me. I think it, it I get it that it, if anything, people who vote and don't give a shit can literally just tick their name off the list, get a piece of paper, write, fuck you, and put it in a box, and that's it. But at the same time, like, it defaults then to the, I don't know, there's just a way and means about it, I feel that, um, you know, it's, that's a kettle of fish. Uh, number nine. Which of these is a responsibility of Australian citizens age 18 or over? This is a different one. A, to do local community service. B, to carry a passport at all times. C, to serve on a jury if called to do so. 
Oopsie. Yeah, I would have said that. That's correct. Have you ever had to do jury duty before? I have not. I remember my dad being called to jury duty at one point. Mm. I don't remember whether or not he actually ended up on the jury because, like, the process, the lawyers are allowed to, like, say that they don't want people, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he ever actually ended up doing it or not, but he was called. I'd love to. I've Like, I've always wanted to be called. I've never have. Uh, I think my mum got called for it once, but she also, yeah, wasn't selected. But um, I don't know. There's just something so fascinating about it. I've been to, like, one okay. court when I, was at, when I was working at the newspaper. That was a weird experience watching court. Anyway, yes, sorry. Yes, hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What, have you, what are you looking for here? You, you're looking weirdly at your screen. I don't know if you're looking at my uh, I, cam. Okay, so, no, I was just thinking about this voter thing. So I'm on the Elections Canada website right now, mm-hmm. and I have a voter turnout mm-hmm. at federal elections and referendums. So in October 2015, there were 25 million 900,000-ish people listed to vote, and only 17.7 million voted. So there were... 8 oh million goodness, didn't. So 32% of the population didn't vote. Who could have? 32%. Wow. Interesting. See, that's that's fascinating. Um, I mean, your population is, what, like 32 million, I want to say? Yeah, 33 million. 33 million? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're just about hit 24 million. Um and just quickly looking here on our last election, uh, about there's about 13 million votes. I mean, which would, you know, about 10 million don't vote. I'm guessing there's probably like, what, like 6 million kids. Oh, okay, actually, hang on. Sorry, I've got it right in front of me here. 15,671,551 registered voters in this country, 91% turnout. So even with compulsory voting, 9% of people don't vote. So Still, that's not 30%. Yeah, true, true. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, the lowest ever was was in October 2008, and only 58.8% of the voting population voted. Was that in the dark days of Stephen Harper? Must have been. Mm, your favourite Prime Minister, of course. Um, Obviously. I know so much about politics. Yeah. Can, can you name your current Prime Minister? Obviously. Trudeau. Yes. The, He's important. The sexy man with a nice bum. Um, number 10. Do you find him attractive? Meh, he's old. He's, well, I mean, hello, who isn't? Um, <laughs> he's not that old, isn't he? He's only like 40-something, isn't he? I have no idea. Um, I mean, God, everyone in Australia just thinks he's hot. He's uh, he's 46, that's not too bad. You know? Right. Only like 10 years older than you. Okay. 15. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, which of these statements about passports is correct? A, Australian citizens can apply for an Australian passport. B, permanent residents can hold an Australian passport. C, Australian citizens need a passport and visa to return to Australia. What? Okay, wait. Which is correct or incorrect? Which is correct. And there's only one. Can you read the first two again? Australian citizens can apply for an Australian passport. Or B, permanent residents can hold an Australian passport. A. Yeah. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Um... I don't think I was listening very well. These are dumb questions. Which of these statements about voting in Australian elections is correct? A. People are free and safe to vote for any candidate. B. Voting is by a show of hands. C. People must write their name on their vote. 
Can I say B just because it's funny and I know that it's wrong? I know that A is correct, but B is funny. I just, I just want there like to be that's it, like twenty four million people like descend on Canberra. <laughs> All right, who's voting for Malcolm Turnbull? Raise your hands. All right, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh shit, I've lost count at two million. Um, number two. Oh, here's one for you that. Ooh, okay. You might not know this one. Oh no. Because this one, this one's interesting. Okay. What happened in Australia on the 1st of January, 1901? A. The Australian Constitution was changed by a referendum. B. The Australian Constitution came into effect. C. The Australian and New Zealand Army Corps were formed. Now, I've told you about this before, but clearly you never listened to me, so... Okay, I'm going to say it's not C. That part is correct. It's not C. So one of, sorry, the first two, one of them was that the Constitution was changed and one of them was that the Constitution happened. Correct. In 1901. And your country is older than Canada. Not that I know when our Constitution was made. Um, I'm going to go with your Constitution was formed. Correct. Yes, I thought you were going to go for the other one. I think technically you're technically older, just on the basis of when you were formed. Like, because didn't you just celebrate your 150th um, anniversary? Yes. So we technically only celebrated oh, yeah. the 100th anniversary of our federation in 2001. Uh, we might have been discovered before you guys, but before 1901, technically all the states were kind of their own countries. So Tasmania and New South Wales were all technically owned, well, colonies of the, you know, our overlords over in the UK. Uh, but well done. Congratulations. You're uh, 12 from 12 right now. Um, number 13. What is the name of the legal document that sets out the rules for the government of Australia? The Australian Federation, the Australian Commonwealth, the Australian Constitution. The Federation? Oh, no. Come on. You just, the had, the an- you just had the answer in the previous question. Oh. I don't know. What's okay? Wait. What's the difference between a federation and a constitution? Well, federation is what happened on that day. We were federated. We became, it was a federation day. Uh, whereas constitution is the binding document. So I'll give you that. You oh. you sort of got there. Um, now this one. This is a Canadian thing too. So I, I don't know if you know this one. If you learnt this because you guys do this as well. What is a referendum? A. A vote to change the government. B. A vote to change the Australian constitution. C. A vote to change the prime minister. C? No, it's B, a vote to change the constitution. B. <laughs> I'm not giving you that one. Um, now, these ones actually are getting slightly trickier. Which arm of the government Which arm of the government has the power to interpret and apply laws? Legislative, executive, or judicial? judicial? Okay. Legislative, because they're the legal department. It is no? judicial. Uh, judge, judge. Those yeah. are like the judges. Yeah, well, that's oh. generally like the laws and apply laws and, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, you Social should studies. know this one because you too have one of these in Canada. What is the role? <laughs> Which of these is a role for the Governor-General? A, the appointment of state premiers. B, the signing of bills passed by the Australian Parliament. C, the appointment of the head of state. Actually, uh-huh. I was, I would have gotten that wrong because I misread them. Uh, what did you say, sorry? 
be? Correct. Uh, signing a bill is passed by the Australian Parliament. I would have gone C, but then I would have misread the, the question because technically the Prime Minister appoints the head of state and the Governor-General is the head of state. Anyway, 17. Which of these statements about state government is correct? Oh, you're loving these questions. A. All states have the same constitution. B. Each state has its own constitution. C. The states have no constitution. See, I didn't know this one. I would have gotten this wrong. Okay. In Canada, we have federal laws and provincial laws. Correct. Same here. And in Australia, I know that you guys are the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you read the answers again? Uh, All states have the same constitution. Each state has its own constitution. The states have no constitution. Hmm. I'm going to go with B. You'd be correct. Um, Heck yeah, I'm I good at this have, game. I would have gone with A. I, I had no idea that each state has their own constitution. I assumed that we cool. all follow the same national one, and I did, I've never heard of the Tasmanian constitution. I would assume that you all have different ones because each state was formed at a different time, no? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I would just go that on the basis of I've never heard of somebody reference the constitution of Tasmania. I've never heard that being referenced before. So, there you go. Uh, question 18. What is the name given to the party or coalition of parties with the second largest number of members in the House of Representatives? The government, the opposition, or the Senate? The opposition. Correct. Same in Canada, right? Uh, number nine. Two more to go. What is the name of a proposal to make a law in Parliament? A royal assent, a bill, or a debate? A bill. Correct. And hello to all people called Bill listening to the show today. Uh, And final one today. Who maintains peace and order in Australia? A, public servants. B, police. C, lawyers. D, Jedi knights. No, I just added that one in just because... Oh, D, definitely D. (laughs) Um, Whichever one police was, I think, is the right answer. I just love the way they phrase that question. Maintains peace and order in Australia. Uh, You got 17 out of 20. Hey, I did well. That's a pass. I think I got 18 out of 20. (laughs) (laughs) What does it take in Australia for you to actually pass? Like, what percentage do you have to get? As in to to pass this test? Yeah. Uh, That is a very good question. I'm sure it might be said here. Uh, The Australian Citizenship Practice Test, this test... Consists of 20 questions drawn at random from a pool of questions. To pass a test, you must answer at least 75% or 15 out of 20 questions. You are so officially an Australian, I citizen. Be an Australian citizen. You are, yes. Oh, look at this. You can watch the Citizenship Test Resource DVD on YouTube. Look at that. You can sit there and watch that's all about terrible. Australia. Uh, that sounds pretty exciting. Uh, what else? What's been happening in the world of Mallory Land this week while well, we've tested you? Um, you're about to end your job, aren't you? So you have to go home, right? <laughs> I am. Today is my last day, actually. And how do you feel about that? I'm so excited. You're excited to end your job. <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited to be able to have freedom to, like, do what I want and not have, like, the time constraints of picking up and dropping off the kids and just being able to travel and figure out my life. I don't know. Yeah, welcome, welcome to my world. You're about, you're about to uh, work at a at a motor racing event though, the Adelaide 500. Uh, 
you excited to be able to hear cars go past? Because I don't think you actually get to see them, do you? No, I probably won't get to see any of it. Um, I am excited to... Um, I think I'm more excited for, one, the money, and two, to be able to say that I was a part of the event mm-hmm. than I am to hear cars go past. Which, let's be honest, I mean, not that you would know because you haven't been to a Formula One race with me yet, but uh, the V8s, well, they're not called the V8s anymore, the supercars are louder than the Formula One cars, which is embarrassing because uh, they should not be that way. Um, just also quickly, because you haven't joined us on Off the Podium, now available via iTunes and Facebook, uh, all week, uh, how, how have the Olympics been treating you? Uh, you know, Canada, they're, they're nine gold medals at the time of recording this. I was very upset last night when um, Canada lost the gold medal game against the USA in women's ice hockey. I, I am still very upset. My... <laughs> Country let me down. This is the first time in 24 Olympics that we've lost it. 20. 20 years. 20 years. 24 <laughs> years. No, 20 years. <laughs> no, they said 24. Well, they're incorrect because women's ice hockey was first introduced in 1998, so... <laughs> well, this is the first time we've lost and it's very sad. What's well, the second time? You lost in 1998 and you've won everyone since, so... <laughs> yeah. You are getting incorrect information. <laughs> Don't rely on Channel <laughs> 7 for your information. Channel 7 commentators. Yes, they have. Yeah, like four years. Send, send out some uh, messages of uh, moral support out there to Canada about how good their coverage is compared to our rubbish coverage here. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good insight there into the uh, for our Canadians <laughs> listening. Uh, do you get homesick at all? What are you homesick most about Canada? What am I ho- I am homesick about... The fact that I couldn't go to a pub and watch that hockey game last night. Mm-hmm. That's yep. it? Yep. Don't miss anything else about your great country? <laughs> I miss more about your country than you do. I miss poutine. I miss Canadians. <laughs> um, I miss- Actually, that's true. I really miss the Canadian accent. Mm. People who know how to talk and who you can understand when they talk. That's, that's a great you thing know in life. talking about. Yep. Yep. Um, I miss snow. It's snowing at my house right now. Like inside which is your uncommon. house, you should close some windows. Then I mean that's a bit inconvenient. <laughs> inside. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I would. I mean, I'm sick of summer, and I'm about to move to Queensland. So, um, and you're currently playing. What is that you're doing on your tongue? It's like a rubber band, or. Yeah, it's three rubber bands. Yes, that's the enjoyment factor people get being interviewed on uh, The Brink now. They get so bored, they want to cut the circulation off on their tongue with rubber bands. Um, Cool. All right. Well, um, this has been interesting. Uh, Hopefully, we'll get you on again at least next week, because I know kind of post that you'll be busy for a few weeks. So uh, I'm sure we can get you to don't chop your tongue off, otherwise we won't be able to get you on next week. You'll be bloody talking out. Anything else you wish to say? Um, Because I don't know what the hell you're doing. Can I say your line? Um, Well, that's towards the end of the show, but by all means, say it right now if you want to. (laughs) Can I be the end of the show? Uh, Well, we can come back and close it off with you if you want. Okay. All right. Well, say goodbye to Mallory here right now, and we'll come back soon to wrap it up. Bye, Mallory. Hi, Ben. I found a gentleman who is, um, well, he's not leaving, I'm leaving, but uh, this very well could be the last time we record We record in Tasmania for quite some time. It's uh former co-host of this very program, Mr. Samuel McCrossan. Hello, Sam. Hello, Ben. 
You're leaving! You're leaving! Yay! <laughs> um, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good, actually. I'm not going too bad at the moment. Yeah. It's a good time of year, this, isn't it? it I, I enjoy this time of year. It's uh, exciting. We're getting um, close to F1, footy. Uh, what else are we getting close to? Uh, supercars. Yes. We're getting close to the end of cricket season. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I like cricket. I like cricket. Uh, what else are we getting close to? Autumn? I like autumn. I, yeah, I, I'm glad summer's nearly over because uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a hot weather fan. He says about to move to the Gold Coast. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm down for autumn. Birthday is in autumn, so I'm always down for that. So, uh, you know, I'm happy for that. But um, what are you more excited for, footy or F1? Uh, F1. Yeah, I'm, I'm more excited for F1. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, because you, you did sway. I think we've talked about this before, but you did sway at one point to be more of a footy fan. Are you back to be more of an F1 fan now, are you? Well, I think I'm at that stage of life where the people running sport um, frustrate you, because they change it and, you know, they, they don't realise what's good about it, um, what was good about the good old days, and... AFL are moving further away from what's good about footy than F1 is moving further away from what's good about F1. Although we, we seem to defend F1 a lot in that aspect, but F1 did their own version of, uh, you know, just social issues and everything, didn't they, by uh, getting rid of the grid girls. We have grid kids now, or as I say in New Zealand, grid kids. Um, I mean, uh, your your thought process on grid kids as opposed to grid girls. Ah, oh, give me a Bucket, grid kids, please. Those snot-nosed gits, they should not be on the on the grid at all. Uh, but, you know, we were talking before, Ben, these these ladies that were holding the signs up and all that, you know, they're not tarts, you know, they're not skanky bimbos, you know. They're, like, elegant, nicely dressed ladies holding their signs. Like, yeah. That's good. And, and they, we said they've legitimately just put, you know, uh, 20 women, uh, you know, 21 times a year out of work. So I, I'm not very good with math. Uh, 20 times 21 is a lot. So, you know, about 400 odd people out of work, I think, off the top of my head. Am I correct there? No? Good. Well, Was well, that right? Well, that is right. Well worked out. But, um, yeah, they, they were... That was good. That was good for women, I reckon. They weren't tarts, man, were they? No, no, not at all. And, uh, and it's like a, a lot of the reaction was like, well... Do they ask the women if they, like, you know? It's, it's not like the grid girls after every Grand Prix were like, oh, we're being discriminated against, you know, we're, we're being treated like meat. You know, it's like, do they ever ask these girls? And, I mean, okay, you can understand to a point where, like, they, in an aspect, that they're just being stared at. But at the same time, if that is what your argument is, then spread it 50-50. Put 10 grid guys and 10, 10 good-looking dudes and 10 good-looking women... So you've got your spread out, and then you've just got good-looking people holding signs in front of rich drivers. I mean, that's, you know, what we all aspire to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about the blokes, though. <laughs> they did that, didn't they, in Monaco, and then, like, Sebastian Vettel and all that were complaining about it, weren't they? Well, I would complain about yeah. it, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to... I mean, grid kids, like... Really? Yeah. Like little snot nose, little Jimmy holding up, you know, a sign and they're going to get distracted. Like, oh my God, there's my idol, Kimi Raikkonen. And Kimi Raikkonen's going to give him the bird or something like that. And then it's all going to be like, oh, Kimi Raikkonen's a dick because he ignored a little kid. Like, it's not like you saw, you know, a driver going to the grid and groping a girl on the bum or something like that. Like, they're professional drivers. So, you know, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. No, achievements have been. Um, you know, what I like about Bernie Eccleston, particularly in hindsight now, you can see it, is that he treated F1 like fine wine, you mm. know. Now, grid kids, you know, we've got like, you know, um, 
home brand raspberry cordial, you know? It's like, it's pretty bland, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's a very good comparison. I mean, look, you know, I think Liberty are doing great things for the sport, but there are just some things that aren't that great. Um, and then we've also got the Halo, which, I mean, god damn, like, what is this rubbish? Uh, what's the Halo version AFL? Helmets? Do you think that we're, you know, 10, 20 years away from them wearing helmets? Oh, yeah, probably no contact. Yeah, no contact in AFL. No, I can't do that anymore. No, 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 no contact. Someone will get hurt. It's yeah. Ridiculous, man. Yeah, uh, it's a bit like that. Uh, what else has been happening? How's uh, how's life treating Samuel McCross and uh, work going well? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes, not too bad. Though last weekend it treated me badly. I was going to come out and see you last weekend, Ben. Yes, you, you had a bit of the sickness. I did. and I was down with the sickness. I was down with the sickness. I was... I was proper sick too, yeah. So well, what, and what's, what's proper sick? Like, you explain things very well. Like, if you ever want to hear Sam's story about, you know, wheeze and going to Malaysia, it's an epic tale of just, you know, that you'll tell your grandkids about. But what is proper sick? Well, let me go into detail. About Please it. do, yes. Uh, I woke up at 3am with a stomach ache and uh, got up, um, vomited, continued to vomit on about every 30 minutes. Beautiful. Um, that went for about... Six hours. Nice. Couldn't keep anything down for about probably um, 12 hours. No, probably more than 12 hours, more like 15 hours. Um, spent most of the day in bed. Woke up on Sunday, didn't feel much better, and spent a lot of the time in bed on Sunday as well. So, so was it food poisoning or do you have gastro? I mean, I, I had, I think the last two times I've been sick sounded very similar. Like, and I, I just put it down to food poisoning because it kind of goes away after like 24 hours, 48 hours. And, but it's, it's that constant, like, you go to the bathroom, it comes out both ends, and you come kind of lay back to bed and you're like, oh, reprieve, yes, all right. You think it's good, and all of a sudden, like, within 30 seconds, you feel it churning in. You're like, oh, my God, I just want to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was only coming out one end for me. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, the other the other end was fairly um, fairly robust. Right. <laughs> and now, how does Jess? How's Jess in these situations? I don't want to put Jess on the spot. If she was terrible, talk her up. Um, if she was brilliant, talk her up even more. Like, is she good? Does she help you? Does she support you? Or is she just like, oh my god, just stop vomiting? Yeah, uh, she's pretty average to be honest. <laughs> um, she, yeah, no, she. Um, uh, doesn't I, I'd appreciate a little bit more empathy. Right. <laughs> did did she get sick? No, she didn't get sick. Right. Hazel Hazel chundered a bit, um a few days later, um, including on the carpet in front of my television, which um I'm sort of stepping over that spot now. It's pretty <laughs> saddens me. Yeah. I, I used to do that a lot when like uh, our cats used to vomit or whatever on the carpet. Like you remember for like at least a couple of weeks, you're like, that spot is where they vomit or like, oh I'm not touching it. But within like a month you forget it's there. Yeah, well, Hillary weed on the carpet once in a in an area outside the bathroom, and I didn't step on that carpet for about two years. Ben, <laughs> what did she do? Just like go, hey, daddy, pss, or uh, she had a lapse that day, oh, right. and uh, I think she was sitting on the floor, and yeah, it just came out, just came out, yeah, yeah, um, and then there was another area where she vomited, and I continued to step over that for quite some time as well. So this is a, a good reason for not having children at some point? <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to take the good with the bad. So, um, Random question for you, put you on the spot. Uh, you, you know, usually this is a question I've asked Sarge, but um, do you care about the election at all, Sam? Oh, the election coming up. When is it? time next week. 
Next weekend, is it? Oh, coming up fast. Mm. Yeah, it's been interesting one, hasn't it, Ben? Are, are you going to... I mean, I think I generally know who you vote for. It's obviously mm. the Greens. Um, <laughs> no, no. Do, do, you're, you're, you're hashtag Team Willie, aren't you? Yeah, Team Willie. Big big Willie style. So, so uh, you know, uh, are you pro or anti-pokies? So you're pro-pokies or you, that doesn't affect you? Uh, anti, but... Um, Labor, uh, uh, let me. What's a what's a good analogy here? Um, if if the libs are a Michael Schumacher Ben, um, Labor's Ugedo. So they, they've got a they've got a fair bit of ground to make up. That's a big big discrepancy there, Sam. Yeah, they've got a fair bit of ground to make so you up. You might have gone to a stand like Nick Heidfeld or something. Or... I I did vote Labor once actually. Yeah, what year was that? Did they lose that year? Once or twice. I think I voted for Kevin Rudd. Oh, Ruddy. Yeah, and then. Yeah, it's all been downhill from there. So I, I, I regard myself as a swinging boater, actually, Ben. Mm. It's just that um, I've swung one, one way for a long time. <laughs> I, I have honestly never swung. I've, I've always voted, always voted Labor. Always voted Labor. I've, I don't know if I've ever admitted that on air, but, uh, you know, I mean, I have now. So, But, I mean, I have given number twos to Liberals before, as in, like, the number two on the page. I haven't just taken a dump on Liberal or something oh. like that. But um, I have given a number two to Liberal before, so... So, um, you know, I, I've, it's just always been the number one to, to Labor. As we are watching a TV screen now with a subtitle of Great Mates with Malcolm Turnbull and Donald Trump, which Malcolm Turnbull looks so happy and Donald Trump looked like he'd rather be anywhere else. <laughs> Very uh, interesting. Um, I mean, anything else you wish to talk about? We won't really get to do this for a while. I mean, in a month's time we'll be in Melbourne, probably do some quality laps or some other brinks or just some other stuff randomly. But uh, anything else you wish to add today? No, no, no. I, you know, I don't even wish to add prize with that. Oh, well, that's a shame. Samuel, thank you. We'll speak to you soon. Damn straight. <laughs> Trying to close it out for another week, and uh, as promised earlier, we're rejoined by the uh, everly, strangely beautiful and attractive um, Mallory Foster. What, what, what on earth are you? How would you describe what you're doing right now? <laughs> forgot my name there for a minute. Yeah, I did. It's, it's Valerie Porster. Um, like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I found these elastic bands on the counter and I'm playing with them. I wanted to do the moustache one again. That was cute. Um, you you've deliberately been asked to come back into the closing here. While she reforms her moustache, I will say for those at home, uh, we will be back next week. Um, this is officially the last ever show ever recorded in Tasmania. So can we just point that out to people right now that uh, this is a, a bit of a sad moment because from I will officially be on the Gold Coast uh, for next week's episode. So uh, get down with the kids, get down excited on the Gold Coast and uh, be along those lines. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're on Wooshka. Um, and I'm watching Mallory just like destroy herself slowly with this damn rubber band. Uh, I think you need to put it on your tongue again because that's where the circulation is going to go out of it. I don't know what she's literally like connecting it to her head. I am scared she's going to decapitate herself alive with the circulation going on. Uh, well, I'll touch. Her ear. It will only touch to one ear. Only touch to one. <laughs> She's. <laughs> if only people could see. Oh, she just lost it. <laughs> just flew away. I don't 
Pay, pay attention right now to this recording because you need to say goodbye because you deliberately wanted to be on this closing so you can say the closing line. So um, I'm going to say goodbye. We'll speak to you in the Gold Coast. And Mallory, it's over to you to say... Good night, Hobart, and keep sucking those oranges.